In May 2011, two high school friends and self-identifying film buffs saw the movie Thor together in theaters. These men promptly went their separate ways and mysteriously didn't communicate for a decade. Today, still obsessed with movies, they reunite as podcasters of fortune with a mission to tackle the movies and debates they missed out on for 10 years. On this podcast, they are always... Catching up. Hi guys, and welcome to episode four of Catching Up with Aaron and Daniel. Sorry that it took us a little bit, but uh, you know, <laughs> real life got in the way a it, little bit. It did, and hey, at least it didn't take over a decade to you know <laughs> get, get us talking again on this one. So sorry for the delay, but uh, yeah, we're ready to do some catching up, and hope you're uh, ready to join along. So yeah, uh, in the last what month? It's been it's been it's been a while. It's been close to a month. So. Uh, Aaron, you got to go down to Disney World. Dis- Disney World. 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 <laughs> yes. Florida World. California land. So, yes. Went and did that. Knocked out four parks in two days. Gosh. Yes. Lots of walking. I think we did close, probably a little under 70,000 steps in the two days just walking around. It was the first part of the Genie Plus app that they have now. It's the pretty much the pay-to-play fast pass thing that they've got. And uh, managed to navigate that very well, and the trip was absolutely incredible. Uh, got to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Oh, I hate you so much. Which is fantastic. I, so I took the much. I took the chewy seat. My friend John uh, was Han. And then also got to do Rise of the Resistance, which I, I'm not a fan of the, the sequel trilogy all that much, but mm. that whole experience is incredible. I'm looking forward to going back again when they... Good, good things do come out for, go, come from bad works of pop culture. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if you, go, if you go to California and you go to Universal Studios, they have the Waterworld stunt show. Still? And yes. And I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a Waterworld fan, despite Kevin Costner being like one of my favorite actors. Wow. Oh, Kevin Costner will come up here in a little bit. All right. Um, so yeah, I, I, while while we've been away, I got to uh, I was in Arizona covering the NASCAR championship weekend at Phoenix Raceway. Um, so I got to do got to knock off Arizona off my list of states to visit. Okay. So I never got to do that, and I got to cover championship weekend. Got to write some good stuff, awesome. and that that's what. The workload of that and afterward is what yes. kept kept me from. It was it was a busy week after that, so. And we're we're gearing up for the holiday season as well, so. Yeah, and the, probably another interlude. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll we'll get it figured out, but we uh, we wanted to get this episode out to you. There's been quite a bit for us to uh, catch up on, aside from just you know our movies that we're going down memory yeah. lane with. So before we get to, to our main event, uh, remember we talked in the last episode, Aaron, about how you got spoiled about um, The Departed? I yes. Think? So going off of that, what's the worst way you've ever been spoiled about something? Um, I got spoiled literally at... So I'm seeing The Last Jedi. Oh no. Yes. I'm, I'm there opening... I'm there like on the Thursday, and I check... I just checked my phone. I think I got a message from someone, but I saw my friend John, who ironically enough I went to Disney World with, 
and he posted that Luke and Snoke both die in it. And I, it's literally the Thursday before, like, it's supposed to come out on Friday. It's the, the, pre- the preview showing. It's yeah, the yeah. preview showing. So I'm, yeah. I'm in there, like, at 7 o'clock on a Thursday, and I get it, like, two minutes before the movie starts. And then I also may have gotten a spoiler for Spider-Man Homecoming via Twitter by someone complaining about something. Somebody was like, man, this about the movie, I wish I didn't know that, was the person's tweet. And I'm just like, then why are you putting it out there for everybody else to to see? Yeah. Oh, God. What about you? What's the worst way Uh, something's been spoiled for you? The only one I can think of was... Book of Eli, uh, okay, which came out twenty ten. So I've I've never actually finished that movie because I know the reveal. The, the re- okay, yeah. Well, I had like I was visiting friends here in Fayetteville. I was back from college or whatever, and they're we're, they're they're ending their school. They were all get, piling in someone's car and we're talking about it because I was wanting to go see it. Yeah, and my friends Kyle are just like. I'm just paraphrasing. I don't know exactly what he said. But he said, so it's, it's wild that he's blind. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, he said, I thought you said you see it. No. I'm, I want, I'm going to go see it. Yes. Um, so speaking of movies that we're going to go see, I think I may have also inadvertently got a spoiler via a podcast that I listened to with the new James Bond film because they had time codes for it. And yeah. I jumped ahead Ooh. but I still got like the tail end of the spoiler because their uh, time codes were wrong because it doesn't have the ads that they mm. that the podcast puts okay. in so I, I got I got spoiled on Bond yeah I'm reading a story mm. it was like there, there needs to be a moratorium on what you like movie writers write within like a yes. week a I, week so here's here's the thing that's that's crazy and I still talk about this um, Avengers Endgame, when that went out, like nobody said anything on social media for like two weeks. They were good about it. They were really good about it. Which, you know, when the Russo brothers are like pleading with people yeah, publicly, but, but just, yeah. just but just the fact that you know people didn't put out those spoilers is incredible, especially in this day and age. And also around that time was like when Game of Thrones was going on and people were literally live tweeting episodes. I remember that last season, people were having to, you know, if they couldn't watch it, were having to delete social media off their phone mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't get spoiled for them. So. What's the worst way you've, you've spoiled yourself? I think just getting on my phone, probably. Like, inadvertently with, you know, everybody posting everything. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty good about staying away from certain things. YouTube's really bad a lot of the times too with the, the way that they do the algorithm with things that I watch certain things will just and the pop covers up. on the videos yeah, still thumbnails they're big thumb- on thumbnails yeah my, my worst one was Revenge of the Sith okay. like I read the, the, the novel which came out a month before the movie did so, so you got that spoiled for you? I, I, I made a decision to, to read the book when I shouldn't have <laughs> but is that is that really spoiling yourself like I mean, you're you're knowing you're going in knowing you're gonna know what's gonna happen. It's not about the it's not about the ending. It's about the journey. Okay. <laughs> so, and my dad had actually like warned me not to read. Don't read that book, son. Or I won't, I won't take it. Take you to see it opening day. And so for like a week, I, I borrowed the book from my friend Skylar, and it's like I'm hiding it underneath my bed, <laughs> reading it at, at night. Actually, 
Um, I've never read the novelization of any of the Star Wars films, but I did get one of my friends, he's a big Star Wars fan, and he sent me the clip from the novelization of when uh, Dooku's about to get killed. Okay. And it's so good. <laughs> like that, oh, no. That, like the, that little bit. Matthew so. Stover, who who wrote it, yeah, it's in the, the Star Wars book community, whatever, it's held up as being like a, just a really good book. Do you read a lot of uh, film novelizations? Nope. No? Mm-mm. Not since... Not since... <laughs> not since that. No, like, that was... The only one that I can remember doing is the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk movie. Really? Because I was going down to Florida and wasn't going to be able to watch it opening week, so I read it while we were on the beach. Mm. And as I was reading it, I was imagining it as the um, Eric Bana cast. <laughs> so... Look, well, I find it weird, it's like... The, the, like I said, the, the novelization for episode three came out a month before the movie. Uh, the The Lego Star Wars game that depicted Revenge of the Sith was out a month before before the movie. Didn't the what about the non Lego one that came out like the week week of, like just the Revenge of the Sith video game? Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. But it that it boggles my mind because now they are just very strict on keeping story elements out out of oh, for sure. the stream but back then they're like hey let's put out this book and video game that clearly <laughs> gives gives I, the game away i mean because we we didn't know it was going to happen anyway there wasn't you know a movie that came out what 20 years 25 years prior <laughs> but still but still i just find it odd that they their stances or how, how their quality control or whatever has changed so dramatically in 15 years they're owned by different people now Oh, you're right, to a degree. Alright. Alright, so, main event time. Yes. Aaron. Are we are we heading into the DeLorean? Yeah, let's go let's get in. July 2011, uh, Captain America the First Avenger is hitting theaters. This is the fourth movie in the MCU, and uh, only a couple months after Thor was unleashed on us. So, at the, at the time, doing uh, some, some old news news. Old news news. Old, old news. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, this is one of my, this is probably my favorite part of the show. Yeah. Is just seeing what else was going on in the world <laughs> at this time. So Well, I don't have any hard news news. This is just entertainment news. Okay. This is what I have. So, uh, the, the week that Captain America the First Avenger was released, uh, it was reported that Kevin Costner was in talks to join the cast of Django Unchained as a slave trainer. Okay. He would drop out in September due to scheduling conflicts with Man of Steel and his so, TV show Hatfield and McCoy's. So is he gonna play like Don Johnson's character? Is that like that's all I can really think of? I, I it's been forever since I've seen Django Chain Show. I have no idea. But yeah, he he was in it for about three months. Okay, <laughs> so, interesting. Or two months really. So also that week, it was reported that Universal had passed on making a Ron Howard version of the Dark Tower because uh, Ron Howard's studio or whatever they wanted to make multi they wanted to commit to multiple films ah. but 
Universal would only commit to one. So which Universal... is which is hilarious now in in hindsight because everybody's trying to do the franchise. I never saw that movie, by the way. The, Neither have I. Yeah. We that, might have to catch up on <laughs> That's the Matt McConaughey one, right? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba. Which, I mean, you think would be like, I'm going to watch this movie. I love both of those actors, but no. It's one of those things. Like, you can judge a movie a lot of times by their trailer. So, all right. Captain America First Avenger. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Directed by Joe Johnson. You Remember, when yes, I, oh, I was I was pumped about this yeah. because The Rocketeer is mm-hmm. one of my favorite. Like, I grew up on The Rocketeer. So, um, that World War II era aesthetic, I thought he was going to do a a really good job with it, which the first time that I watched this, this was my least favorite of any of the MCU movies that had come out to this point. Really? Yes. I, I, I'll talk about it, like, why, um, that is not the opinion I have, (laughs) but, but at the time, um, I just remember being kind of bummed out with the whole Hydra thing. Like, I kind of just wish that they'd, like, leaned more into, like, the Nazi bit and not be like, oh, here's this, like, secret organization that's a branch off of the Nazi party. It's just like, is this where we're going with this? Obviously, you know, they've fleshed it out a lot more in in subsequent things. Yeah. But I was really hoping to have more of, like, a down-to-earth as opposed to their shooting laser guns <laughs> but that that was one of the problems I had with it um, well th- this movie has like the flip side of Green Lantern where like you couldn't neither of us like agree, both of us agreed that Martin Campbell probably wasn't the right choice to do Green yes. Lantern Joe Johnston is like I can't think of anyone else that you'd want which, to do Captain America which is funny because his catalog of films aside from like the Rocketeer I'm sorry. I don't really care for like Jurassic Park three. I'm okay with three. It's. I mean, it's just it's not good, and it's one of those. And it, it started without a script, and it's just one of those studio he, things. And he came in late too, yeah. like. So. And then I didn't like the Benicio del Toro Wolfman. Like you're talking about um, mm. Universal I'm trying to you know dark universe when that's a thing still, right? But no, I, I was I him doing. World War II genre. I was very excited about it. I remember being disappointed at the time. Like I said, this was my least favorite up until this point. And it had nothing to do with, you know, Chris Evans or the cast or anything. It was just kind of the way it was portrayed. I was hoping to have a little bit more realistic version of World War II as opposed to, Mm. like I said, you know. But, like, his experience with that, that genre goes back to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, he, he was... A, like a big part of like designing that movie like uh, I know he like storyboarded the the convoy chase scene which is like one of those icon- iconic action scenes probably ever and, and going back real quick Disney World the Raiders stunt show was uh, was closed at the time oh I'm so sorry so yes I didn't get to see the Indiana Jones stunt show I was pretty bummed about but it, but it is coming back it is yes back, it, it so. will come back so like at the time, I, I remember when they were in production on this movie or whatever, like, the, going through, like, the casting stuff. I remember, like, there being, reading, like, a short list of actors who were being considered for it. Okay. I don't remember anybody that was oh. on the short list for Captain America. I remember Chris, the, the only two I absolutely remember 
or Chris Evans and John Krasinski. Okay. I can. There's no way on earth I can imagine John Krasinski. Was he doing The Office at this point? At this point, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. I cannot remember, or I cannot picture Krasinski in this version of Captain America. I can't imagine anybody else doing this version. I, I think that's one thing that's so incredible about Marvel casting right now is just like how on the nose they've been with everybody except uh, Rhodey. <laughs> but, no, um, so what did you like about this movie? I don't, Pretty much all of it. Okay. It, like, like, just talking in broad terms, this movie is just like so confident in what it's doing from start to, to finish. Like, just the way, the way the story is framed, the way the shots are framed, the characters, like, the cast is incredible. Um, just each person feels like they were the person for this, this role. It's, what's funny to me is it's Marvel still not 100% sure what they're doing. Like, MCU not know what they're doing. Because, you know, the... The tesseract and everything—it's the cosmic cube. Like that's a that's a big deal in in the comic books. It's not you know an infinity stone. So then it become later on it becoming that it's like oh hey here's here's this you know this cosmic cube <laughs> that, that they're going for. I remember I remember I had one of my friends who's like a big stickler for oh it's not this way it's not that way in the comic books so like I'm gonna hate it if it's this way in the movies. Was so mad that it was called the tesseract. And not the cosmic cube. It's a thing we use to power weapons, but also it can control minds. Yes. <laughs> so is that? Yeah, that's what's in Loki's. So yeah, se- se- is, yeah, we're we're getting we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, it is. It's the Soul Stone, right? Yeah, that's the thing that's in um, Vision. Yeah. Okay, so it, it ends up being okay. Sorry, going way ahead now. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I really liked about this was how they got all of the classic Captain America costumes mm-hmm. in, into it. I thought that was, and they did it very organically as well. I liked him, you know, doing the shows for the troops, and uh, I also loved how they got him punching Hitler in there because <laughs> I mean that's that's the comic book cover for yeah. the first the first Captain America one so I, I thought that was great it was also nice to see Tommy Lee Jones not in a bad comic book movie so that made me happy I thought he was great in this um, born for that role yes Did, like that, he, he the key for this like Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones doesn't give a crap no <laughs> that's what, I think that's what makes it work he's just like on set reacting to weird stuff I, I think that's when Tommy Lee Jones works the best yeah um with like the exception of No Country for Old Men, but when he's just like, I don't care. Like that's that's what I love about it. Um, also, Zola, Toby Jones. This was the second time I ever saw him in anything. The first time I saw him in anything was The Mist. I was glad he was getting work. Hugo Weaving as the Red Skull was amazing. I wish- again, again, like and afterwards, he he would said like he didn't really like what he was working with, which I think I think goes along with the Tommy Lee Jones aspects like they're just acting. I don't know I don't know if it's necessarily he doesn't like what he's working with or he doesn't like sitting in a makeup chair. 
for that long. Um, he was he was great in this. I remember, you know, later on when the Red Skull makes another appearance in another Marvel movie, just losing my mind and then realizing that it's not him; it's a different actor. It, it was a good fake, yes, version. like yes. like. But I, I, I also really appreciate that after. 10 years at that point they they, they they brought that back yes full circle like, oh thank you thank you yeah there, there was a lot in the phase one that got got kind of like put aside for a while yes like especially incredible hulk and you know red, red hulk red, red hulk let's go wrong 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 franchise yeah i don't know we still might get red hulk i don't maybe <laughs> but like i just like the the first how the movie opens um is sort of like a carbon copy of the opening for like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, instead of a, a desert storm, it's, it's a snowstorm. And it's like the scientists arriving at a... Or scientists, shield agents, whatever. They can be both. Yeah. Showing up to, to look for something mysterious and finding a plane that launches the movie. Um, the... Joe Johnson's history, you have, you have the line that Red Skull says, like, in the Fuhrer digs for trinkets in the desert. Yes. Um, an obvious nod to the Raiders. Love that. Um, Howard Stark, basically being Howard Hughes. It's great. Which is, Howard Hughes was in The Rocketeer. The so, it all comes full circle. It does. It um, all comes full circle. I liked... I liked the tweak that they did for uh, for Bucky as well. What's the tweak? Um, in the comics, Bucky is not like his childhood friend. He is like little kid mascot. He's pretty much like Robin. Really? In the okay. comic books. So I thought that what they did there worked out really well. The Winter Soldier had become a thing by that point, which honestly... The one I think another thing that really bothered me with this con or this movie was they brought Steve Rogers back in the comic books at this time because Steve Rogers had been killed mm-hmm. and Bucky was Captain America, and I think that's one thing that soured me at the time was because I was absolutely loving that Brew Baker run on Captain America and they brought him back because oh well we're making a movie and Steve Rogers is Captain America we have to make him Captain America again in the comic books and one thing that really stood out with me the first time that I saw this is the train sequence when Bucky gets the shield for like two seconds I was yeah. like yes and then you know he gets shot out the train and you know it happens but and then I also I love seeing Dum Dum Dugan on screen um, the Howling Commandos aren't in the comic books they're not necessarily associated with Captain America, they're more associated with Nick Fury, but our Nick Fury wasn't in World War II, so <laughs> we're just gonna have him be in that. And Pe- then, Pe- 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 Peggy Carter. Yes. Let's talk about Peggy, Peggy Carter. Carter. What would you like to talk about with Peggy Carter? Just how she's amazing and has deserved a lot more than she's gotten in the MCU. Oh, like an entire television show? They got cancelled after two years because ABC wanted to put Haley Atwell on, a, like, a legal drama procedural that got became the first canceled show of that season. 
Well, I mean, she got she got her own television, and show. it was so good. It was. I so haven't watched any of it. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh man. No, I haven't watched. I haven't watched any of the um, ABC shows. I watched. Started to watch the second season of Agents of Shield, but mm-hmm. I believe that was at the time where they'd already gotten rid of Shield. So. That was a pivotal part of that show. Was what happened with Shield. That's when the show actually got good. Was when they did that. Um, she, she was fantastic in it. Um, and then the the subsequent things that we've seen her in, like later on, I mean, we'll talk about it. But and then I mean, you say like, oh, she hasn't gotten like what she deserves, and it's she's literally mm. the payoff. Yeah, I know. I was going to of this yeah. entire of this entire thing. So like she she, I feel like she could have been given more, but. She, yeah, her, her, Steve's relationship with her is, like, the underline of the entire arc, uh, which, when, yeah, final scene of Endgame is them dancing together, I got misty-eyed. That's great. I got misty-eyed. Um, speaking of, like, you're, you're gonna talk about people that don't necessarily get enough credit in this movie, uh, Stanley Tucci in this film? Oh, he's, he's, he's incredible. I absolutely love him. In, in this role, I <laughs> the the scene when he's you know talking about you know uh, being a good man mm-hmm. and then they're gonna have the drink and then he takes it away from him. He's like, oh wait, no, you can't, you can't drink here. I just I could drink. Yeah, <laughs> just just so great. There's there's so much to love about this. And going back and, and rewatching this, I'm doing a rewatch with with my girlfriend right now, and at the moment. I mean, it's it's probably gonna be through Avengers. This is my favorite of Phase One. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it wasn't at the time. It, like I said, it was my it was my least favorite. But I think I think this is better than Iron Man. I think this is better than Incredible Hulk, and I definitely think this is better than Thor. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What's your favorite uh, little stuff in this movie? <sighs> the fondue thing. I thought just how. He doesn't understand anything. He's just, um, I thought that great. He, you know, thinks Howard and uh, Peggy have a thing, and it's just like, oh, like, do you fondue? I that that always cracks me up. Um, like their their whole, they have so more chemistry than any of the other romantic pairings up till this point. Like more more than Thor and Nat- Natalie Portman, more than Tony Stark and I Pepper. Think, uh, I I think I think that's that's debatable. I think that Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow work really well off of each other. It's just a different dynamic between between those two. But that being said, I just I think this movie is fantastic. I think this is one of those ones that also just got better and I know I know we're gonna be you know I, I say this we're gonna be talking about it later on but if we're talking about just franchises in the MCU there's not a bad Captain America movie no <laughs> so no, absolutely not and I mean and, when, I, and it was the franchise that people had the most like oh no is this gonna work because it's patriotic or whatever like I, I distinctly remember 
Our audience is going to go see a rah-rah America movie, which this is not that. No. And, I mean, Captain America, for the most part, hasn't been rah-rah America in, the 40s. In, in a very long time. You know, was was propaganda back in the day. Not not so much anymore. No, I I liked um, the the chase scene after he he gets the serum and he's mm-hmm. he's chasing down the, the the Nazis the Hydra spy. He's I was gonna bring him up too. That's the lead in the Hobbit movies. He's like the lead dwarf in the Hobbit films. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but. That that's a great that's a great sequence. You know, he kind of gets the the shield for a minute. Oh, I, I like how he's getting adjusted to his, his like he he's running. He tries to turn a corner and then like completely loses control and yeah. crashes into a storefront. I like stuff like that. The the bit too where he's got the kid and he throws him and he goes to check on him. He's like, I can swim. Like, <laughs> this that's that's great stuff. Um, you're talking about like gags or. Um, things of that nature. The the start of the I can do this all day. Mm. You know, it it comes on with with everything, but it just it's great. I I can I cannot praise this movie enough, and I mean, just everything. Like I said, everything that came out afterwards, I I'd really have to th- think about it, but I think. Winter's I think Winter Soldier might be the best standalone comic book like movie in the MCU. Like without a bunch of payoffs or anything. To me it's between that and Guardians of the Galaxy and that foundation was laid with this film. And what's the And now going going forward a little bit, the post credit scene on this was like a trailer for Avengers. Oh no! no. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically, basically, okay. yeah. The, and it's on. It's still there on Disney Plus. You fast forward to the end, and it's still okay. This trailer. So, so we, end. so we didn't get a post credit scene in this. We just got the trailer for, and then they they make up for it later. So well, te- well, technically, uh, I mean, the movie, the scene with Cap running, escaping the facility out to Times Square. Square. That, that's basically yeah it. But yeah, that that trailer is still there at the end on uh, on Disney Plus, which I find hilarious because that trailer. Oh, okay, not not that trailer, trailer, but the actual like first theatrical trailer for the Avengers is so weird. I don't remember it. Like, it it's it's got the sa- the sound a Soundgarden song on it, um, and it's just completely not like. Anything that we'd seen in the MCU up to that point, I remember it distinctly. Saying this is a weird trailer. I I know where like, and I'm trying to put myself back in that mindset of being like, holy crap! The next movie that we're gonna see is all of these guys together. Yeah, because it's so like, it's not even a thing anymore like seeing these guys all on screen together I mean we're about to get a Spider-Man movie yeah with you know Doctor Strange and Spider-Man in the same movie possibly more people but it's at the time like this was a you know mind blowing thing that this was finally going to happen so so going into the movie like back then Mm -hmm. like how did you feel about 
Chris Evans being cast initially. I like wasn't He's, a huge Chris Evans guy because he, he'd mean, been Johnny Storm for two movies. I didn't care. I didn't care about that. I mean, I the the only things I'd ever seen him in were the two Fantastic Four movies and not another team movie. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it was an odd casting to me. I remember we were doing uh, fantasy castings for it, and my pick was Hilo from Battlestar Galactica. Oddly enough, he's Canadian, but <laughs> I think I think I know who you're talking yeah. about. And so, I don't know. Like, I'll, like so many of these things, it's just like, is this is this going to work? Is this going to work? And I hadn't seen enough of his stuff at the time to be like is but like we talked about earlier I can't think of anyone else that could pull that off I I, I had seen Sunshine okay I think I, I, I think I'd seen it at this point oh, yeah, I think he could do it I don't think I'd seen Sunshine till after this because the other thing too is Mark's like we were talking on the last episode with Sinestro and Mark Strong um He's in Sunshine as well, mm. and I hadn't. I don't think I'd seen Sunshine up to this point. Had the Losers come out at this point? Came out uh, the year before. Yeah, so I hadn't. I hadn't seen that either. But he 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 always came off to me as more of a like comedic actor, mm. not necessarily the the serious and and especially you know leader of the Avengers. That I was like, is this going to be a thing? And then you see him, and it's just. No, this works. This works. So, d- d- ten years later, does the CGI used to make him look like a weakling? Does it? Does that? Has that aged well for you? I mean, I I don't really feel. I, f- I feel like you go back and you watch a lot of movies from a decade ago, or you know anything when they first start doing these things, and it's it's never like what it was at the time. I mean. 10 years from now we're going to be being like oh it doesn't this doesn't look good but I mean in subsequent stuff it got better <laughs> when they when they did other flashbacks but I mean at the time at the time it worked so it wasn't it, it wasn't as bad as uh, Thor and the uh, and the ice when they were on Yonai so one thing we talked about on, on Thor was the, the the kiss between Jane yes. and Thor just not just not feeling earned at all. The, the the kiss between Steve and Peggy at the end of this movie feels not necessarily earned, but more appropriate. It's just a good good luck peck. Yes. Followed by <laughs> Cap looking at Tommy Jones character. Like, I'm not kissing you. No, that that's what we should have seen right there is is Chris Evans and Tyler Jones that would have made the movie. Um, no, I I agree with that, and I don't know. I just I'm it's so it's so difficult for me to talk about these Marvel movies and not go into start talking about the other ones. Yeah, yeah. But no, definitely Ooh. definitely earned. I thought you know when he's when he's getting ready to you know crash the jet or whatever he's flying and it just like cuts out like mid-sentence I'm like Ugh. like that's that's <laughs> that's rough that's rough 
and then you know I can't I can't remember was, was it I had I had a date is that yeah that that's like the last last yeah. one of the last lines of the movie so this this feels, it's, it's a very mature movie it is for we say we say that and there's you know lasers and <laughs> how about the how about the scene when they've got the the flamethrowers and instead of just shooting them at him they, they, make, they, the, they make the wall of fire around him well they're trying to take him prisoner and okay. then then they bring him in and he escapes and yeah so I, I, I love his line in that one scene though I'm just a kid from Brooklyn and then gonna blow up your stuff the the bit when Red Skull, you know, takes off the, the his the Hugo weaving face. Yeah. And Bucky's reaction to that is is great as well. Sebastian Stan, I'm very uh th- this was the first thing I ever saw him in. So I think I think it, I think it was the first thing I'd seen him in too. Yeah. So and everything that he's done and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens now with going on further with him and Anthony Mackie. Like, yeah. If anything, this... The Cap franchise has lucked out when it comes to pairing people up with Captain America as far as his casting, because him and Sebastian Stan are really good together. Yes. Him and Anthony Mackie were really good together. Like, off the bat. Like, just really good. So... Any, any what's your biggest criticism of, of the movie uh, ten years later Hydra was that still okay that's 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 it yeah I, I again and this is me going in expecting something else I was hoping for like a grittier World mm-hmm. War 2 film as opposed to this more fantastical version that we got so well I think I think what I remember like like a criticism criticism of it back then was that you get this you don't get a lot of missions in World War Two, you get like the montage mm-hmm. of it, which I, I get I get it, but also like a montage is like a staple mm-hmm. of of this genre. It's like you're watching splash pages. But yeah, but you gotta and you've gotta do that four time, otherwise it's gonna be a four hour movie. And I liked the bit too where he's in the movie theater and he's watching know the reels at the beginning of Mm -hmm. it I thought that was there's just a bunch of little things in this movie that I like and it's one of those things where you you catch more of it and you appreciate it more on a rewatch than you may have the initial the initial time that you watch it so so what is your your rating for Captain America First Avenger this is an A oh yeah A I totally agree with you Uh, here's a story from July of 2011 about Captain America about the reason why it has the first Avenger moniker on it um, because there there was you know some pearl clutching over you know how the movie would like play um, mm. in certain markets because of the whole America title because apparently when it was released there was only three countries where it was actually only released as like the first Avenger okay and not not Captain America keep. Uh, yeah, the India and the studios decided that Captain America would keep his name in the title in all but three countries: Russia, Ukraine, and South Korea. So, in those three countries, it's this just was the first Avenger. The first Avenger. So, apparently, in South Korea, there's 
uh, bitterness or whatever towards the continued mil- American military presence there. So that's the other two make make make. I wonder sense. why. <laughs> so, all right, back in the time machine. All right, Aaron. Uh, it's we're recording this in no- November twenty second, yes. two thousand twenty one. It's Thanksgiving week, and we have a lot to catch up on in recent news. <laughs> but yes, we have a lot of news to catch up on. There was a whole day of of Disney Plus, and b- before that, Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett trailer. What did you think of the trailer? I'm in. Like, I'm curious. Have they announced how many episodes it's going to be? I think. I read maybe four, four? four to six. Okay, four to six. Because I was thinking there was like, I was I was thinking at the high end it would be eight, but like like I said, I think we've talked about this on here before. I'm just very much looking forward to seeing more of the underworld, low level of Star Wars. Like that's what interests me. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing the fallout of him taking over. It was good. I how do you feel about it? it, it I got like Godfather vibes to it. Okay. So he you know meet, meeting with all these crime syndicate guys and saying hey let's let's, let's all let's all make money. Let's, yeah. So. I'm I'm curious to see where it goes if it's just going to be one season or if it's going to you know be a thing that we get on a semi-regular basis just you know more Star Wars TV and I'm fine with it, it seems to be the only thing that Disney can do right these days yeah so as, yeah. as far as the Star Wars franchise goes not everything else they're, they're doing great with Marvel right now oh speaking so more, more Star Wars stuff so uh, reportedly the Rogue Squadron movie is yes. in, at least indefinitely delayed. Well, see, that's what happens when you make a really bad movie after there's a Star Wars movie announced. They're like, yeah, we don't want to deal with you anymore. So, I'm fine with it. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, I, mean, like, I would have I would have liked to have seen, you know, a fighter pilot, X-Wing, um, Star Wars film. But, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily need it. I've got a bunch of video games. It, it's, it feels like such an easy thing, though. Like, if you, that's like, yeah, that's Top Gun in space. Yes, why not? <laughs> but, but she she is coming off of Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, well, my thing is, you shouldn't announce your creative talent for a movie with a hype video well, like they did with her. Well, what's so funny about it is not only did they. They do that, but then the reason that they gave for it not being a thing anymore, or why there's a delay, is they couldn't, you know, agree on a script. Well, there's been like two. The the, the first reason that came out was scheduling. She she has so many things on her plate. Like Wonder, you you knew Wonder, it. You Wonder knew. Woman three, and the Cleopatra movie, I believe, something like that. But it was like two different things, and I'm like. You, you would have known what her schedule was when you made this deal it's a year just, ago. It's, it's just them being like, this isn't going to happen now. Because, I mean, on top of that, like, 
the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Like, yeah. nobody's talking about that anymore either. You know, there was the, the Game of Thrones guys that were supposed yeah. to be doing this. I just... If you get announced to do a Star Wars project, don't do anything after it's announced until you do Star Wars. That's all I'm saying. Well, we still got the Ken Feige's working, apparently, on on a Star Wars movie. You got the uh, the guy who directed Thor 3. Taika Waititi. Yeah, he's, got, he's a, as far as we know, still got that one in the... In the the pan somewhere. He's, he's got he's got a lot on his plate because he's doing the Jurdowski uh, comic book film that just got announced as well. So excited about that. So more more Star Wars news. Uh, we uh, it was reported this week uh, that there has been casting for the Ahsoka TV series. Uh, Sabine Wren will be will reportedly be in the Sokotano series. She was, you know, of course, part of the, the Rebels cartoon, and she will uh, reportedly be played by Natasha Liu Bordizzo. I'm, I'm hoping I didn't butcher that name. I'm betting I did. Um, are you familiar with her at all? I'm not. Um, she, she was in the 2016 film Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. Okay. She was in The Greatest Showman, Guns Akimbo, Hotel Mumbai, and The Voyeurs. I haven't seen any of those films. Yeah. I, I did see Guns Akimbo, but I don't... You didn't, I, see, you didn't see The Greatest Showman? No. I thought that would have been on your list. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's... I, I'm, still, I'm still conflicted over... Finishing a storyline that started in animated in an animated format and concluding it in live action. They they finished it in Rebels. Well, no, but the, no, the, there was the cliffhanger with Ez, Ezra and, and Thrawn. Oh, you mean them like being completely taken out? Otherwise, they would have had to have been in the movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was finished. They they they, they took them off the board. We're like, oh, here we go. So. No, no. My thing is like they're picking that back up. Yeah, back up exactly. That, that, my thing is it's gonna. Be, it's weird. Like I can't. I can't wait for the the, the scene in the, the Ahsoka show where they have to explain how Rebels ended with space whales <laughs> taking Ezra and it'll Thrawn be, into be, hyperspace. It'll be perfectly fine, man. We'll probably get we'll probably get a flashback of that. Um, no, I mean it's it's the same thing as you know, seeing Katie Sackoff come in to. Mandalorian. I mean, they're they're literally paying off the dark stuff in yeah. in Mandalorian, and that stuff was introduced in two comic or two uh, cartoons. Yeah, but my 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 defense of that would be like that's a, a kind of a subplot thing. Like the whole everything with Ezra and Thrawn, all that that was the main plot of the show. They got cliff that ended in a cliffhanger. On an animated show that will be like you're getting the, you're getting the payoff of, of a major story, but it wasn't in live action. It wasn't a cliffhanger. Like it literally ended. Like it was just like they got taken off the board, and now we're gonna do this montage and show every, what everybody was doing <laughs> during the war. Like the whole point of Rebels was to be a lead-in showing what what happened in the build-up to. Mm-hmm. You know, a new hope and showing how the Rebel Alliance got formed. And then it's just like, okay. And now we're either going to kill these characters or 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same thing as, um, I mean, it's like bringing in Ahsoka in general, just being like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Like, Anakin had a Padawan? <laughs> like, that makes little to no sense. Dude was never even a master. Like, that's kind of the whole point of, <laughs> like, why, why you got mad about this. So... No, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm hoping you know things don't necessarily get spoiled as far as castings for. Uh, I mean, obviously we're going to get Ezra and we're going to get mm-hmm. Thrawn, but I I hope that that stuff. I hope it's a surprise that they show up as opposed to. It's like, oh hey, this person's in here and they're doing this, and but it's just unfortunately like the way everything is now everybody kind of wants everything spoiled for him or wants yeah. to get the scoop um which leads us into yes spider-man trailer so not just that but like spider spider-man spider-man no way home right? yes no way spider-man no way home the the thing that cracks me up the most about all this is like everyone's just like you want do you just want this movie spoiled for you like everybody's yeah. like like i after i watched the first trailer i was like i don't need to watch another one but i, I watched um this this newest one and I thought it was great and I love how like we still haven't seen something that's heavily rumored to, to be in it it might have gotten like kind of uh, screwed up in the Brazilian trailer yeah yeah um, <laughs> I'm glad you probably- <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I'm on the internet so the the trailer's great it's cool seeing these other villains come along like I know people are losing their minds about Alfred Molina coming back as Doc Ock. It's awesome. Well, I re- what I really appreciate that this trailer conveyed was Spider-Man. Like th- these villains aren't just going, or at least Doc Ock's not just coming in to have a fight. They're going to have like interactions where they're just talking. Yeah, that's what I, I appreciate. This isn't just like oh, fight the villain situation. So. I'm, I mean, we're we're at the point now where it's all like speculation. No one really knows what's going to happen with these movies or what's this. And I have I have two theories okay. with all of this. One is that uh, Mysterio's not dead, mm. and okay. he's just messing with everybody. Okay. So that that's that's one. That's that's. But my other one that I want to do. That, that I'm thinking is Tom Holland does not make it out of this movie like Spider-Man dies or in this film and Doc Strange is like nope there was never a Spider-Man and that's how he gets wiped out and we get no more Spider-Man in the MCU and we don't have to deal with it getting muddled down with any dumb craziness that's going to be happening with Sony is, is your, oh, so is your basis for this entirely just Marvel Sony uh-huh. politics yep Okay, because I don't like I, I am terrified of what is going to happen with like all of this muddling that's going on right now from with the Sony stuff coming in. Like I haven't seen the movie, but I know what the post credits scene is in uh, Venom Two. Yeah, the the stuff with uh, the Michael Morbius movie that's coming out with Jared Leto and Michael Keaton being in that film. And it's just of all, I, of all the movies that have been like moved because of the pandemic, that one is I find hilarious because that just fell off the face of the earth for a year, and then they they drop they drop the trailer. Oh yeah, this movie still exists. 
Well, they, they could do it when uh, Venom was still hot. You know, coming off the back of Venom being like, hey, we have another yeah. one coming right Which, after this. And he's name dropped in the trailer. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I just... Also, like, where is the Topher Grace Venom in, <laughs> in this movie? Like, that's, that's the villain I want to see. Um, but... The thing that got me watching the first part of this trailer is there's the like the leaked picture of like Andrew Garfield or whatnot, and it looks he's the, on scaffolding. Yeah, and stuff the background like that. of it looks very similar to like the mm-hmm. first shot you see of Tom Holland in this. And I mean, if I'm if I was gonna put money on it, we're gonna see him in this. Like they're gonna be in the movie, but I I do like the fact that we haven't seen him in a trailer yet. Uh, other than them, you know, wearing the cloak of invisibility and one of them kicking the lizard in the face. Um, <laughs> it's a Marvel movie. I'm going to see it. That, that, that's, I, it, it that's the thing. It's like, either they don't... Uh, my, my initial thought was like, oh, they're, they're so confident in this. They, they're like, we don't need to include them. It's like, you don't need to because we're going to go see it anyway. Yeah. It's, so. this, this is going to be the biggest movie of 2021. Like, commercial gross, like... There's no doubt in my mind that, I mean, obviously it's not going to make the most money in 2021 because of, you know, when it comes out. It's what, yeah. coming out like the last week of the year, but... It's got two weeks. It's got two, oh, okay. two, two, so weeks, two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. I guarantee you in that two-week period, it will make more money than any movie has made in 2021. In 2020, probably. Yeah. So, so... It's just, I, I think this is when... You know, Marvel really kicks it into gear, and I'm just I'm curious to see what happens with that. I know Doctor Strange is doing a bunch of reshoots now. Mm. Oh, like, and Michael Keaton was on a talk show uh, last about, week yeah. saying, oh yeah, I'm filming Vulture stuff Vulture tomorrow. Stuff, I was yeah. like, for, for what? For, for what? <laughs> he's he's going to be in another... Yeah, it's just... I, he- I'm, I'm, I'm just worried that they're going to get... Like the cat, the casual film viewer is going to get very confused now, and that's what I'm worried about. Like you and I, and people that listen to this podcast, yeah, will know what's going on. But if I'm just like, "Hey, mom, hey, dad, you should watch this movie," because I like my my parents didn't want to go see Endgame because they hadn't seen it. I literally had to give my dad like a Cliff Notes version of the MCU going into Endgame so he'd watch it. I had him watch eight movies. <laughs> Which what were the eight movies? I cannot remember offhand. Oh. Like I had the list, but um, it was just it's just one of those things now where I'm like it's getting very very convoluted, and I just I don't too many too many cooks in the kitchen is is where I'm at with it. Hmm. Okay. Um. So I, I my 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 fear. I hope there's at least if if Tobey Maguire and Garfield are in the movie, um, I hope there's at least one scene where they, the three Spider-Man get to like, have a conversation. Just like that that shows just how different these Spider-Men are, the different different experiences they they've been through. I don't want them just fighting and then they're gone. I want them all to just get wasted. <laughs> they're all gone. And by wasted, I mean just have way too much to drink and do a dance number and do finger guns and point at girls as they're strutting down the street. That's what I want to see. Now, my my big thing is 
if if they're gonna, you know, put all these different Spider-Man and things, like we've seen it, we saw it with the uh, Into the Spider-Verse uh, film, mm-hmm. and that was great. Like that's probably the best Spider-Man film to ever come out. But now it's just. I'm I'm really worried with with how this is gonna be. Like it's it's gonna be awesome. It's it, it's gonna be a lot of fun, but the the fallout of this, I'm just I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. But I mean, it's starting with everything now. Now it's like we're gonna be mixing everything together because we, we talked about the Flash and you yeah. know Michael Keaton Batman being in that, and it's just okay. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's a meme going around. On, on TikTok of when, when Toby, if Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man shows up that uh, Chad Kroger's hero from the first Spider-Man needs to be playing when he shows up. Yes. That should be on every Spider-Man soundtrack. That is a fantastic song. That is a fantastic song. I love it. It's, that's, one of my fa- that's one of my favorite karaoke moments was I sang that with my brother at karaoke. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's either that song or, or Vindicated by Dashboard. Confessional from Spider-Man 2. You can start with Hero for the big, like... Reveal? Like, Spider-Mans are here, like... Do that, that'd be great. Um, And then... As all of the Spider-Man are killed in it, and then you can just start playing Vindicated as (laughs) all of the villains are standing over them. And the other thing, too, is that there's only only five villains that they're showing. Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Sandman, Electro... Electro and the Lizard. Are you sure? It's five. Venom is probably gonna probably gonna like so. Sinister Six. Come on, who's the sixth? Is somebody pulling the strings? Think somebody is manipulating things? Is this when we're finally gonna get Mephisto? Is it Agatha all along? Is this the lead into? Well, the, the, there is there is the the the, the black suited Spider Man that we see that we see in the trailer. Though in the first trailer, you see Tom Holland yeah. wearing that black suit. Yeah, but so. I mean, it's just the. It's the tech suit. It's not, you know, the symbiote or anything. We'll see. We'll see. So, the, so I want it to be Topher Grace Venom <laughs> being the one pulling all the strings because he hates Peter Parker. That's make it happen. <laughs> okay. So, uh, is it like at the end of a long year? Uh, of Marvel content, Sp- Spider-Man Three feels like the the cherry, the the the, the goal. It's like we're we're finally getting to the we're breaking through the line. Yes, at the the at the end of the the marathon, but we had to get through some stuff to get to it. Are are you? They're talking about the Eternals. Yes, the Eternals. So, I, did you not like the Eternals? I was gonna do like a, a quick like, and hey, we can just kind of like, because I mean, it's, I don't know necessarily know how many people have seen it or whatnot, but I think. It's getting unfairly shit on. Well, I don't think it's bad. I don't. I don't think it's Iron Man two, Thor two bad. Like the the fact that this has like the lowest rating of anything from the MCU, like on Rotten Tomatoes, blows my mind. It's what like fifty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. We're gonna fact check this real quick. It's the joys of having the internet. I, I really liked it. Catherine really liked it as well. Um, and the thing with it, too, is when we got out of the movie, we both looked at each other as we were discussing. 47. 40, okay. That that blows but my mind. It doesn't deserve it. No, no. 
And I, I, I think that's one thing that's scaring a lot of people too with it is it the fact that it got all of these um, negative negative reviews. But it has an eighty percent audience score. So so it's forty seven percent critic score. Yeah. Interesting. I it's not like I said, it's not Thor too bad, it's not Iron Man too bad. I think it's just kind of a dull movie. I I enjoy it's it. got good it's got interesting characters. Yes. Who, who I, I I wish had been given a way to explore those characters more. I think this should have been a TV series. Uh, they they done that before with I mean like my 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 biggest thing that I was worried about was that this was going to go like Inhumans route. Did mm-hmm. you ever watch Inhumans? No. Okay, I, you you saved yourself on that one. That's where I was worried about when it was getting all of these absolutely horrible reviews. But. The things that they laid the groundwork for in this, I'm super excited about. Like I'm, I'm very excited to see where this goes moving forward. And I only have like one real big complaint with this movie, and I don't know if you want to talk about spoilers for it or. I'm fine. Let's let's do it. Okay. Um, the the Icarus thing at the end was just a little too on the nose, and I was just like, okay, this kind of this kind of took me out of it. What do you mean? Okay, him literally flying himself into. The oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't even. That didn't yeah. even cross my mind. I was just like, ah, oh, come on. Um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but I I thought it was interesting. I'm, you know, it was cool seeing the celestials, c- celestials, celest. You can edit this, so I don't sound like an, edi- an idiot. <laughs> it was cool seeing the celestials. Um, you know the judge, um, the the post credit scene. I I was very excited about that because I'm fairly certain it's Mahershala Ali's Blade. It is talking to uh, to Kit Harrington because Blade is British in the comic books, <laughs> and so um, and Blade's British. Blade's though. British, huh? Yeah, Blade's British. Um, and it, it it made me regret because I had you know during COVID I had to sell a bunch of my stuff and I had you know Captain or not Captain America Avengers number forty eight which is the first appearance of the Black Knight and I sold that comic book and I imagine it's worth a pretty penny now. Okay, but no, I just like I know you, yeah, you mentioned the ill fated Marvel show, yeah. uh, but I I do think like if this had been like a four episode show because like I really like the character pairings yeah. that they have things things work better as a, a television show because you have longer yeah to I mean that's why I still think Daredevil's the best thing that Marvel's done in this MCU thing I think the first I think those three seasons of Daredevil are better than anything cut that each done. season in half then I, I, I think I'd agree with you seasons were too long 13 episodes too, is too long for you with the stories they were trying to tell, yeah, yeah, but like, like Camille Nanjiani's character, like I want an episode devoted to him. Yes, like I okay the so, scene the scene in the movie where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to do a documentary about this. It's like, there's there's the yeah. narrative well, construct you, that you should have used well, for this. Well, you could do you could do a Marvel short with him doing that, but I love the fact that he was just you know a Bollywood actor. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, and 
and then I loved his his chauffeur. I loved how that might have been like they they did like the throwaway line where he thought it was a vampire, and then later on blades in it. I thought that was great. But also about the fact that he's just like you know what, nah, deuces, I'm out. Like here's the thing, like during the final sequence, at some point I'm like, wait, we're. Where's Kamel? I'd forgotten that he like I completely spaced that he had done that he just left. Like, did, how did he die? I thought he had died at no. some point. He was just like, I'm not gonna fight. Um, so we were, you're talking about that last fight, and this is one thing that that Catherine and I discussed. Catherine's my girlfriend. I don't know if I've said her name on the show, but the the bit I cannot remember her name. The the deaf actress, mm-hmm. the the speedster on this. Um, the way it's portrayed originally, like when you see the Eternals fighting any of the Deviants, there's the offensive powers and the defensive powers. And you always see her, you know, just picking somebody else up and running them away. Mm. And then she just beats the hell out of Icarus. Like, and I, I think this is the best version that we've ever seen of any, like a speedster on film. I thought the way that they shot it was great. That she's always like in in the wide open, and the the fight scene when when they're fighting Icarus at the end of this movie, I was like, this is the best Justice League versus Superman fight we're ever going to get on screen. Well, a lot, a lot of people have been saying this feels like a Zack Snyder well I mean, movie in not in many ways. I wouldn't go that far. Um, there's no slow mo, um, <laughs> but I mean you have. Icarus who's the Superman and then fighting Wonder Woman, Flash, and Green Lantern. And that that that's what was going on in my mm. head at the time, is that like this is the best version of this fight scene that we're gonna see. But I I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was funny too, where it's just like, Hey, uh, you're a little kid, but we're gonna film more of these and we obviously know that you're gonna get older, so oh hey, I have some powers left over, so we're gonna make you mortal so that you age. I thought that was that cracked me up, but no, like I I feel like this is getting a lot of flack that it doesn't doesn't deserve. It didn't necessarily feel like a Marvel movie to me, but not in the way that when I saw um, the Last Jedi, it didn't feel like a Star Wars movie to me, and it like angered me in that way. It didn't like anger me, but I just I didn't know how to feel about it. Yeah, I. I genuinely enjoy. Well, it. the thing for for me is it the scope of this movie is so huge for a movie that's not like, for especially for a movie that's at the start of a phase mm-hmm. rather than towards the end. Yeah. So I th- I feel like that kind of takes away from it in some way because it, it's this movie ends with a, a, a celestials frozen in the ocean like a, a statue and it's like. To, should we tell the Avengers about no? Oh, oh okay, it's fine. <laughs> All right. Believe me, man. The the world seems stranger things than that in this. Let's not forget that whole thing. And it's like, oh hey, where'd everybody go? <laughs> They're back. Oh, speaking of you know the snap and where'd everybody go? Um, it is um, almost Thanksgiving, which means we're about to start getting Hawkeye. Yeah. It's this like, week. This, it's Hawkeye's this week. Isn't it? Yeah, we're getting the first two episodes of Hawkeye this week. I'm. It looks fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Catherine's 
when we first started dating and talking, Catherine's, uh, we talked about comic books, obviously, because I'm a big comic book geek, but she loves Matt Fraction's Hawkeye run. Which... I've, heard, I've heard a lot of people say this. Like, what about the Matt Fraction run makes it distinct it's, it's, for the show? It's one, well, it seems to be taking a lot of elements from that. It's right. like with uh, the Winter Soldier is heavily influenced by like the Ed Brubaker Captain America run. So okay. it's just looking where that goes. And it's as far as like quintessential runs for the character, Fraction's run is that for Hawkeye. So. Okay. So she's very excited about it. I'm excited about it. I don't know. Just, you know, when it comes to uh, properties that Disney owns, just inject them into my veins. Like, <laughs> keep them coming. But so going back like to the Eternals, um, when, the, when the movie started with an opening crawl, that, that, that was a red flag for me. Was like, it? Yeah, because if, if you're... My, my, one of my rules of thumbs is outside of Star Wars, like if you're, if you're starting your movie with a voiceover narration or an opening crawl... You're not starting from a good place narratively. See, this is what I cannot wait for because uh, Conan, again, one of my absolute like favorite movies of all time, starts with like voiceover. I, I can't remember if it's a crawl, but definitely has the voice. <laughs> definitely has the voiceover. Okay, and so yeah, um, I disagree with that when okay. it comes when it comes to certain things. Um, like I said, outside of Star Wars. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, it's just, the, the, like you said, like, there's so much story to tell in this, and you wish that they would have had longer to go with it, but, I mean, for keeping it, you know, relatively short, this movie's like, what, two and a half hours long? A little bit longer? No, not even, not even, it's... It's over, too. It, it could have been, it should have been, probably, if anything, it should have turned a little runtime. Oh, really? Huh. Two hours and 37 minutes. See? Okay, wow. <laughs> so, he's saying it could have been longer, which again, just goes to show that the, like, how fast it moved. Like, I thought it was pretty well paced. I, I didn't, at no point was I like, man, this movie's dragging or anything. So, but, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought the cast was great. I, there was there was some good comedic moments. And, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing more, which I is a good thing. It, if if more, like I think you'll see characters from this pop up in other things. Yes, I don't think there's gonna be like an Eternals two. Probably not. Um, like, but but here's the here's the thing is like, does there need to be another Eternals movie? Because now that they can just go and do do other things, I, there there might be another Eternals depending on. I, and I've heard this said too is this let me think here Spider-Man Spider-Man Black Widow this is the Captain America of of Phase 2 or not Phase 2 but this new part of oh, 4 yeah this is the 4th one it is 4 right? <laughs> yeah so this is this is Marvel still throwing things at the wall not necessarily knowing where they're going I don't think that they necessarily know where they're going. Mm. I don't think they know who the big they want the big bad to be. I think they I think they at this point you you have to know who and I think I'm pretty sure it's gonna be the guy who was introduced on Loki. I think he's Oh okay, yeah. Kang, yes. But I think that's just what Yeah, but that's for the the big Avengers team up. Mm-hmm. 
that's one. I'm talking like the the big big bad. Because I mean, like the thing is that they're introducing all these new characters. Man, they've still got to introduce Fantastic Four. They still got to introduce the X Men. Like there's so- we still we still don't know when that's coming. No. So we do know that we got X Men '97 though. I do. I like. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, I I'm interested to hear your thoughts because I I of the animated Marvel stuff from the late '90s. I, I watched some Spider-Man. Okay. I wasn't religiously watching it. I never watched the X-Men cartoon. So, at the time, it was amazing. Like, everybody loves that theme song. It was great. It does not hold up at all. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it is one of those things that... I mean, there, there are a couple episodes that are okay, but it's not like Batman... Or, or even Spider-Man at that point. Like, those ones still hold up. But for the longest time, those weren't on anything. I remember when they came out on DVD, like, I lost my mind that I could own, like, some of the episodes for it. Because they weren't on anything. Mm-hmm. And so, they're on there now. I'm, I'm excited to see it because I'm super nostalgic and that was, you know, my X-Men. But, yeah, it's not, it's not great. So... <laughs> I'm, I'm like, even though I've, I've never watched it, I hope that they just, like, fully lean into, like, okay, the last time you saw this was 97, so let's let's present it in standard definition. So, so the, other, the other thing with it, too, is the last season they changed studios. Okay. And, and again, they left it on a cliffhanger, so people are curious, like, where it's going to take place from. It's going to take place, like, on the cliffhanger, or what they're going to do. But, I don't know, I'm just, I'm excited, I'm excited for it. And I say that, and I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about this, but there's so much stuff that's coming out constantly, mm-hmm. and I'm still, like, like the name of the show, always catching up. Like, I still haven't, <laughs> I still haven't finished Bad Batch, I still haven't watched Star Wars Visions, um, I, but these are things I want to watch. Yeah. Um, I finally, you know, I watched Squid Game, like three weeks after everybody else and you know it was the hottest thing in the world that's probably like if I had to choose I'd rather watch something after the hype so you can go into it with the clear expectations yeah. but but the other thing with it too is when it is super hyped up it becomes a meme mm. everything becomes a meme and everything becomes or stuff gets spoiled so you have to watch it while it's quick and I mean Real quick on Squid Game. I don't know if you watched it. No. We're not going to do it. It's great. It is completely deserving of all the praise it's going to get. I don't necessarily know if I want to see a season two, but that first season, fantastic, and you should watch it. All right, so other other Marvel stuff that was released, announced at the same time as X-Men 97. So We've got clips of Moon Knight and She-Hulk, right? Yes, was... yes. So I, I'm interested in She-Hulk. Um, look- I'm interested in Moon Knight, man. Oscar Isaacs, I'm pumped. I I know I know I shouldn't like pass judgment off of like thirty seconds of footage for for Moon Knight, but it looks cheap. No, man, that was Iron Fist. <laughs> I like I'll, I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch all this stuff, but it didn't it didn't look very polished, which I shouldn't expect it to be at this point, no. but um, She-Hulk, I'm interested in that. She-Hulk's gonna be fun. Um, I'm looking forward. Big rumors, World War Hulk for 
spinning out of this. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think it's interesting. You know, we have the post credits scene in uh, Shang Chi with you know, actually seeing Mark Ruffalo again. Mm. And then, you know, we're seeing Professor Hulk. So I'm curious to see what's all uh, going on there. But I don't know. Like I said, I'm just, I'm excited about more Marvel content. What would you think of that quick reference to the original Incredible Hulk TV show? I'm all, I'm all about it. I love Bill Bixby. Look for it now. I'm, I'm curious what, like, what the, the extent of that little uh, glimpse will turn into... I don't know. I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm curious to see if it just becomes a procedural. So, <laughs> well, it's funny. It's like, it starts out that that footage they showed. It starts out with, the, I don't, I don't know what the character's name is. Ooh. Jennifer Walters. Jennifer Walters. Like, it starts out off like a CW show. My name's Jennifer Walters. I, I'm a lawyer. It's yeah. like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But but yeah, what what else? I guess we'll, we'll close this out. What in the last few weeks? What what else have you been watching? I've been watching outside watch of Eternals since we we've yeah. Been I watched I watched Eternals. I watched Squid Game. I bought the Guardians of the Galaxy game that came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I played all of that. How was it? I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it a lot. I Guardians is. I'm gl- I'm gl- I I'm wanting to play it. It's like so. I guess it's from the same studio that did the Avengers game. Which and the Avengers game, I've, I I never played it, but I heard it's absolutely horrible. I play I, I played the demo of it, and it felt like you were just on rails. Okay. Like it, it it was Guardians. Guardians is great. I had a lot of fun playing Guardians. <sighs> Sorry, I woke up at three o'clock this morning to go to work. Um, yeah, um, Guardians is uh, a lot of fun. Trying to think what else I've watched that's new. Still watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. New season, The Bat's about to start. Yeah, that's about it. What about you? Oh, and I'm seeing next episode, we can talk about the new James Bond movie because I'm seeing it it tomorrow with my dad uh, for his birthday. So, but what have you been watching? Uh, I watched this weekend, I watched the Jessica Chastain action assassin movie Ava. Watched it on on Netflix. Has an interesting cast, including John Malkovich. Um, but the 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 product, the final product, doesn't really meet the the levels okay. of the talent involved, which which is disappointing. You're you're talking about Netflix, real quick. Um, one thing that I will be watching is part two of Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe mm. drops this week okay. on Netflix, so I'll be watching that. And then the you said we were talking about it for uh, Road to Perdition. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that that was one I watched. That was the first time I ever saw Daniel Craig. Yeah, well, no, it's it's yeah, it came out in uh, two thousand two. So it's a very interesting like little piece of like film history because it's Paul Newman's last live action film role. It's Daniel Craig's one of his first big roles in America, and then you you have basically. Uh, Tom Hanks at his peak so it's real interesting um, Jude Law yeah Jude Law too yeah. and Superman yeah that, yeah yeah I did not realize that until I was sitting on the watch it's like wait I know that name in the credits yeah. it was like yeah the a future Superman future is Superman. in this movie so yeah um, Ty, 
maybe the second best Superman. That's that's being generous. He's it, very, he's very good at Superman. Who he's, you put above him? Well, Christopher Reeves. Obviously, that's number one. Um, Tom Tom Welling will always be top tier Superman for me, even okay. though even though he's te- technically only playing Clark, Clark Kent. Yeah. He's he's my Superman. Okay, he's my Makes Superman. Um, Brandon Ralph, and then um, t- t- Tyler. I can't think of his name. That's okay. Su- the Superman from Superman Lois on CW. Yeah. Um, and then Dean Kane. Laugh, dude. <laughs> um, what? Where's Where's Henry Cavill? No love for. Oh shoot! Yeah, um, no love for Henry Cavill at all. Um, dude, he, he he got just he got screwed over on so much that he I, he didn't really get to reach his potential. Apparently, he's going to be in more. But I don't know. We're going to have to have the Superman discussion one of these days. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad we agree on Chris. Or glad we agree on Christopher Reeves, though. So, I don't know. Like it's, yeah, uh, that's that's not even a conversation. <laughs> it's Christopher and, Reeves. And my my bit with my bit with uh, with Tom Welling and just Smallville in general, and I feel like it's this way with a show that goes for a really long time, is that they're not characters; they're plot devices. <laughs> it's just like, why are you doing this? It's just like, oh, because if he does this, then there's no show. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Road to Perdition. Really liked it. Uh, he, Mendez directed it, and he went on to direct Skyfall mm-hmm. and the unfortunate sequel, Spe- Spectre. <laughs> yes, so I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we both can can agree on the the Spectre not being a good movie. So someone else aptly put it that it's the Rise of Skywalker of the James Bond Daniel Craig era. It f- okay, so my thing. As, as we're going into this with me about to go see the new one is it just felt like it was the greatest hits for Bond movies I remember saying that when I mm. I just like them just going back into all the well it's like if, if Daniel Craig was plopped into a Roger Moore movie yes and and uh, Blofeld being being his brother and them just stealing the uh, the Austin Powers reveal <laughs> like that, that that being a thing too <laughs> I don't know. But hey, what I realized doing this right now is that even recording this podcast, Daniel and I are never going to be caught up on anything. <laughs> we're going to try, and we're going to try to make it entertaining for you guys. You're just now realizing yeah, this? Yeah, re- like it's really, really starting to hit me. Four episodes in, guys, and we thank you so much for, for listening to us talk and joining us on this crazy adventure as we travel back and forth between 2021 about to be 2022 to our, 2011 yeah so our, our next movie um is cowboys and aliens okay i've only seen this movie once me too all right me too is this um, is this the one that broke farvaro that broke him yeah like in, in what sense in the sense that like it got him to like Hates like studio meddling for a while, and when he went and get, did Chef after this, um, was it like the, was it the combination of this and Iron Man two that really did it for him? Maybe Chef. Things we're gonna have to discuss. Chef came out in twenty fourteen. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Um, but Cowboys and Aliens, one of those movies that makes sense on paper, um, has an incredible cast. Um, it's Harrison Ford. 
in a western with James Bond. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that that will be our our next. Clancy Brown's in this movie too, isn't he? Don't things that we will discuss on the next episode <laughs> of Catch You Up. Guys, seriously, thank you so much for checking this out. We appreciate all the support. And uh, we cannot wait to see you guys next time. Again, I'm Dana McFadden, joined by Aaron Corhost. And you can follow us on Twitter at Catching Up 2011. Uh, follow me at Dana McFadden. And follow Aaron at AB Cohurst. And you can email us at catchuppodcast2011 at gmail. Send us us some emails because we'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, we'll we'll read some on the the podcast. And uh, and we'll reply. We want to get some dialogue going with you guys if you're following us on this journey. That that would be great. Let let us know. What what do you remember about seeing uh, Captain America First Avenger when it was released in July 2011. I didn't say this real quick going back. Um, there was a guy dressed up as Captain America when, okay. we, when I went to go see this movie. Okay. I remember there was there wasn't like a room for him because he kind of got in late and like people like moved so that he could have got he could get a good seat the, at the movie theater. That I saw this at the Malco in Fayetteville. Okay. Yeah. Craziness. Anyway, I you think, guys, I think I saw it. If this was July. I think I saw it. Yeah, it would have been Malco. Okay, I think so. It's gonna like turn out like yeah, we were like three rows apart from each Probably. other. <laughs> and who would have? And who would have thought? Like, how great is Marvel? You know, bringing out Captain America in July. You know, not birth, but but the, not July Fourth, the it, birth month of America. It's probably a Monday. Who knows? It was actually like July seventeenth or sixteenth. All right. So. See. <laughs> but guys, seriously, thank you so much. We will try to get another episode out to you guys very quickly. Um, but if not, happy happy, yeah. ho- happy yes. holidays, Merry Christmas, have a great Thanksgiving, yeah. and, and we will catch you guys next time. We look fo- we look forward to catching up with you. He does, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.